0: Salme Dalme Adonai. You are listening to a Big Finish production.
1: This is the Big Finish podcast. Official release date, 14th of January, 2018. Sonic
0: and Big Finish news. Listeners' emails. Guest star interview. Randomoid Selectatron, a latest releases roundup, and a 15-minute drama tease. No messing. I am Benji Clifford. He is Nick Briggs. And when we met, it was Moira. Oh, yeah,
2: boss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we at Big Finish are the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and audio books in this particular portion of quantum reality. That's right,
1: among our continuing award winning output, we make licensed drama productions such as Doctor Who, Torchfoot, Blake Seven, Dark Shadows, The <laughs> Avengers. The Prisoner The Omega Factor Callan Star Cops And Survivors On top of all this There's a growing number of dramas Based on classic works Including Dracula Frankenstein The Phantom of the Opera And Treasure Island As well as the works of Shakespeare And H.G. Wells Check us out At bigfinish.com
0: Some very welcome new names there In the uh, arsenal of releases How exciting (laughs) And more to come I uh, dare say I Uh, do uh, dare I do dare I do (laughs) you dare sir Uh, But yes Any moment now, it'll be time for the news. But coming up, our guest star interview is with Romana, herself Lala Ward, and our 15 minute drama tease is from this week's fifth Doctor adventure, Kingdom of Lies.
1: Right, here's the flipping
0: news (laughs) flipping a coin.
1: I see. (laughs) <laughs> well I'm I'm pretending to see. Pretending to see <laughs>
0: That's how oh, good my see. that's how good my uh my mime well, techniques are. People can people can see. I can
1: yeah. see, I can see what you're trying to do. Sounded more like uh someone spitting into a spittoon. Maybe.
0: It did, didn't it? Yeah. Now there is a
1: noise I can do vocally. Sounds like water, doesn't that's it? Superb.
0: Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's oh, re-
1: that's really rather good. I even got the sound of the bottle crackling with my mouth that's, while I'm
0: yeah, talking. That's your, that's your
1: teeth. That's <laughs> my
3: uh, teeth, please. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. We all laugh, we all do. Shall we, shall we, shall we? Yes, as oh, as just mentioned, uh, this week sees the release of the latest Fifth Doctor adventure in our main slash monthly range, and it's a four-parter entitled Kingdom of Lies, and it features, of course, Peter Davison as the Doctor, Janet Fielding as Teagan, Sarah Sutton as Nissa, and Matthew Waterhouse as Adric, with special guest star Patsy Kensit playing someone rather nasty. The script. Is by Robert Kahn and Tom Salinski.
1: They're not rather nasty. The director is the lovely Barnaby Edwards, and the sound design is by the excessively talented Martin Montague. And the rather lovely music is by Andy Hardwick. He's been with Big Finish uh, very nearly since the beginning. Uh, memories. Anyway, here's the blooming trailer. <laughs> oh, no! Hang on to
2: something. I'm going to try that.
1: Coming soon from Big Finish Productions.
4: Who was that strange individual you were talking to just now? He's called the Doctor.
5: He's the man my idiot husband hired
6: to kill me. Of course it's him, the most feared
3: assassin in the sector, and you've had him thrown in the cells. When the time comes to point that gun and to pull the trigger, can we be sure you won't hesitate?
2: When I have the Duchess in my sights, I won't hesitate to live up to my reputation.
6: Oh. In
7: the name of the Duchess Miranda, and surrender immediately. Or else what? We are from the Grand Order of Alzarius, And as the Scorpion is contracted to deal with the Duchess, so are we contracted to deal with the Scorpion. What should I do with this gun now?
2: Just point it out the window.
7: Your Grace, it's her. I can see her
3: clearly. Fire, I tell you, Fire! Oh!
1: Doctor Who, Kingdom of Lies.
7: Doctor, your time is up. Coming to get you, ready or not.
1: Big Finish. We love stories.
0: And remember that there's a 15-minute tease for Kingdom of Lies at the end of this year's podcast, so don't miss it.
1: The 4th Doctor Series 7 Volume 1 will be out on the 19th of January. It's a box set packed full of adventure. Tom Baker stars Obvs uh, with Louise Jameson as Leela and John Leeson as K-9. It's a cracking box set actually. I'm biased of course, I directed it. Uh, But the stories range from classic Doctor Who monster sci-fi with the robots of death, robots returning in Sons of Kaldor... Uh, A really spooky, strange story in The Crow Marsh Experiment. That's really... I I particularly love that one. And a four-parter made up of two two two-parters, The Mind Runners and The Demon Rises, a sort of alien planet cyberpunk adventure. Uh, There are great guest stars along the way, including Josette Simon, uh, Martha Cope. You might remember her. She was in um, Bad Wolf. Do you remember that episode? Yes, yes. uh, hanging from some cables with her face painted white. (laughs)
0: Oh, we all do that, well, you
1: know, once in a while, don't we? Yeah. So I made friends with Martha then, and uh, yes, and from time to time we get her in. She was very pleased to come along. Oh, and Julian Wadham, who Tom Baker will tell you he ate all the macaroons <laughs> uh, in the green room, uh, and it's all topped off uh, with brilliant sound design and music from Jamie Robertson. Yes, as I live and breathe, Jamie Robertson. Uh, here's a big old trailer. I, I'm the Doctor. I, I'm from outer space, and this is K9. My name is Leela. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Fourth Doctor Adventures, Series 7, Volume 1.
2: There are intruders
1: in the medical unit. How many? Two life readings.
2: Doctor? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh
7: is one of the mechanical men. Yes,
2: certainly a calder, robot.
7: What is that? Ah! Let go! Let go of me!
8: You must not strike the
7: hatch. Why not?
3: There is someone on the other floor!
7: <sighs> You're joking me! Get me out of here! Let me go! If we stay here, we will uh, both die! Uh,
3: Leela? Where are we? You know where we are. No, I do not. Look around
2: you. What do you see now?
3: Uh, White walls, a blue floor.
2: And who am I? You are the Doctor. Which Doctor?
7: Just the Doctor.
2: What happened to Mr. Elton was a pop.
7: Mr. Elton.
2: Oh. I'm so sorry. Oh, you startled me. Yes, I
0: often have that effect on people.
2: The rocket will be finished on schedule, and the evacuation will happen completely as planned.
0: That
3: man said evacuation. I do not think that is a good word.
2: Oh, oh, so sorry, young man.
7: Should he be that close to the edge of the platform? Hey, oh, okay. stop! Oh. Doran's
3: dead. He was a mind runner. A mind runner? What's a mind runner? It's a lift in somebody else's head. I thought you'd like to know. I've got the two remaining targets inside.
2: You make the loveliest friends, Lena.
3: He's no friend of mine. The team never runs away.
1: When then, don't think of it as running away from danger, but towards safety. How on earth could anyone mistake K9 for one of those things? They are far too violent. of I
7: am here to liberate you from flesh.
1: Big finish. We love stories. Going somewhere. I thought I'd have a stroll. Take in the sights. And these others? Uh, oh, a uh, package holiday tour party.
9: Holiday?
1: I'd ask for my money back if I were you. <laughs> and of course, those stories are all available separately too, but it's an uh, extra better value to get them in the box set, either as a download or CD set, or both. Find out more at bigfinish.com.
0: On the twentieth of January, look out at BigFinish.com. Just channeling Nick there uh, for the release of the. If you're channeling me, doesn't that mean that I'm dead? Oh God, are you? You kept that quiet. (laughs) I I did. Yes. Yes. You never think to know. You never think to look at you. You look fine. No, I thought it looked a bit. Oh, a little uh, bit, in the eyes, but but you never know, you never know, you know. I'm speaking to you
1: from beyond. I mean, obviously, if some horrible accident uh, befalls me before the uh, uploading of this podcast, I, I guess someone might think perhaps not to set it live. Yeah. This will I just reflect on the poignancy of that. <laughs> it would
0: <laughs> it'd be one of those things that had resurface on, on YouTube in about 10 years' time, like... This podcaster made a huge mistake by predicting his own death.
1: <laughs> Some people get very upset about that. I kept saying, I was in a recording session uh, yesterday with, um, well, the day before yesterday, with, uh, Mark Platt had written a script and I was I was saying, I was being, I was running fast and loose with the concept of death and talking about my own death. And he kept saying, don't say that. <laughs> that's, that sounded
0: like Neil from The Young One. Don't say that, like bad karma. my favorite neil thing what is it um excuse me mate do you dig graves yeah they're all right aren't they yeah
2: (laughs) love it it. it. i've never
1: worked out whether nigel planer who played neil whether uh, how how he is with mentions of of neil I don't know, but... Because I've spoken to him quite a lot. I hardly ever bring it up. And I don't know whether he does that rolling of the eyes or does the thing where he says, well, you know, good on it. It's what what brought me to everyone's attention.
0: I don't know. I mean, you know... Next time. Next time, yeah, do it. Because everybody loves a bit of Neil. You know, like, everybody. Um, So, yes, anyway, carrying on uh, swiftly with the news. Like an arrow shot from William Tell's... uh, uh, bow um, on the 20th of January look out on bigfinish.com for the release of the cover artwork for the 10th Doctor Chronicles and some little story details too mm. before I go on about this I just wanted to mention I'm pretty certain that
1: William Tell used a crossbow so it, it, would, have a, it would have been a bolt not an arrow
0: like it like that level of detail like it I'm a pedant I'm not Uh, not, I don't know an awful lot about William Tell I should probably uh, there was a
1: reference to it in uh, an episode of Survivors recently and I went absolutely bajonkers because they got it wrong anyway uh, actor and I'm just I'm just gonna get over it alright it's fine it doesn't matter (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, actor and renowned YouTuber and impersonator Jacob Dudman is narrating this series, uh, which is the Tenth Doctor Chronicles, which uh, uh, we spoke about about three hours before I started getting cross about William <laughs> <laughs> He's doing a fiendishly good Tenth Doctor voice into the bargain. Oh, oh yes. I can't do it oh yes yes. He's oh yes than... I
0: can't no, I oh, sound, yeah. sound like the church, like church in that oh yes
1: oh yes oh yes I'm David have me
0: <laughs> oh, I've got hello Rose oh yes <laughs> it's like Fred Elliot I say Rose I say uh, I say I've yeah. one of my
1: fillet steaks medium rare <laughs> We had that actor in i can't remember his name he was in order of the daleks do
0: you know the guy I, played I, fred I just, elliott in coronation street oh we've mentioned him can in, you in before? Before. Um, Yeah.
1: Say, say. He's, anecd- <laughs> he's a great anecdoter john savadent or john savadent savadent it's pronounced Saverdent. Yeah. Oh, he, I'd, um, I'd
0: freak out if, if i was in the studio with him i'd just be like it's fred elliott
1: Well, bizarrely, the reason I... And we will, you know, uh, mention something about the 10th Toxic Chronicles in a minute. Um, uh, The reason I've got a big thing about John Savadon is the fact that he was um, in the film Waterloo starring Rod Steiger as Napoleon. And he is the guy who comes in and gives, Chris, he's the, um, I think, a Dutch officer who comes in and, and gives um, Wellington the news that Napoleon has broken out and is on the move. Ooh. And that's when they decide to stop him at Waterloo. And there's the a scene where Christopher, yeah, where Christopher Blummer says, we'll stop him here, and points to the map. And it says, Waterloo. Oh. I think, what? Oh, God, just near Trafalgar Square.
0: <laughs> uh, no. He was, no, also, it was it. also in the um, the Battle of Britain film as well. A brief little What, cameo. John Saverdent. Yeah, a brief What's little bit mean? in it. Yeah, he, he goes to... I think he was delivering news then as well. Well, it's made round about the same time. I think they were both... I think it's 1969
1: and 1970. Pretty much. 69, released, so.
0: yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: So you can see... It's funny when you look at old films and television and current television, actually, you can see that casting directors go through phases... Of casting certain people, and they start popping up quite a lot in the same sort of roles, and then they kind of fade out again.
0: Well, I always you know, think yeah. one of the one of the ones that I think is really um, uh, e- like evident is you know Harry Potter. Yes. The early Not Harry, personally, I've never met him. The early Harry Potter films. If you look at Cracker. Which was massive at the time when those films are being like half of the cast of Cracker is just in Harry Potter like like, like quite like you you know in in two main roles you've got Hagrid who's obviously Robbie Coltrane and Harry's mother. Is, who has a brief sort of flashback cameo, is played yeah. by um, Panhandle, whose name yeah. I can't remember. Um, yes, it was brilliant.
1: Yeah, in, in Cracker. Uh, sorry, there's a terrible sawing noise going on. Someone's obviously sawing their leg off. That's, that's my <laughs> perfectly reasonable deduction next to my shed here.
0: Interestingly enough, it uh, happened in Survivors as well, didn't it? I th- Someone... I, it could even be the same box set. So, well, well I think it's what, the Survivor Series... One? Yeah, I think uh, Survivor Series 5, I think. Somebody's leg gets sawn off, I think. Ah, can so you I hear
1: ha- it? I don't know whether it's being picked up by oh, the mic. I'm sure it is, yeah. I think it's someone next door is having their
0: bathroom. <laughs> so, oh, that's good. I don't like want to break noise. the sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. th- th- think better of herself, actually.
1: The people next door are having their bathroom redone, and so the... the um, carpenter who's making bits for it is doing it out in the garden mm. next door That's which, is, thin, isn't it? which is literally about uh, five foot away from me so I'm surprised I can actually hear myself think. Um, yes, I don't know what we were saying about the Tenth Doctor uh, but Jake Dugman is doing the uh, narrating uh, and he's much better at it than me and the release is coming out in April this year and here's a very early sneaky peeky weeky
9: Whoa! Watch out, little fella. Once you pass the ear canal, you never know what you'll find in there. Three small suns beat down from a lilac sky onto the tropical path where the Doctor and Rose peered at an alien insect, which had landed on the Doctor's palm, flexing its wings. Look at that. Part mayfly, part ladybird. Those colours. Rose leaned in for a closer look. Oh yeah, brings out your eyes, she teased. What is it? Some kind of hybrid? A simulant. Off you go, my friend. So, what? It's not alive. Alive, but specially cultivated. All the flora and fauna here were made in a laboratory, so they're unique to the environment. According to the brochure, every aesthetic on MXQ1 is designed to please.
1: OK, one bit of future future news while I'm having my legs torn off. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Sorry. I'll keep... As you... It's a good joke. Why not keep making it? I mean, he's... That's a very long bit of woody sawing. It's a whole tree, I think. Uh, as you may have heard, there's a new Big Finish website coming, 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 coming along. Oh, it's all gone quiet. It's that, that moment at the, end of, uh, at the end of Dunkirk, when the music stops. <laughs> <sighs> uh, uh, the, the new website is, of course, still under development. No news on a launch date. Uh, we're still working on it with our developers, Hughes Media. Um, but it's it's looking gorgeous, I must say. But there are all sorts of little things we want to get right on it. Uh, Sue Cowley and I were having a little exchange about that today. We had a conference call yesterday. It's like having a grown-up job. Uh, uh, (laughs) One tiny little change that's coming that I just thought I'd mention now, and I thought you might be interested in logging it in your minds now, is that once the new site arrives, we're going to be renaming the Doctor Who main slash monthly range. We currently call it the main range or the monthly range or both. And I've tried to clear things up, clear up the confusion by calling it the main slash monthly range. It's an odd one because it features Three Doctors. Uh, so, anyway, and it, uh, from the launch of the new site, uh, at a time to be endlessly teased and trailed, we'll be calling it Doctor Who The Monthly Adventures. That's right. It seems to make sense to us. I hope it does to you too.
0: I like it. I like it. It's got a nice nice ring to it. The Monthly yeah, so, <laughs> Su- Adventures. Sue
1: and Ian came up with that together in well. concert. He was playing the trombone. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> And Sue was doing the tuba, I think. <laughs> when we
6: both that did that together, like a, <laughs> it sounded
0: like a foghorn. <laughs> it, it
1: sounded like the Queen Mary, didn't it? Anyway. Like that will oh. uh, be my new
0: nickname for Sue, Queen Mary. Queen Mary. Bless She's very regal. Go she? bless her. Go bless Sue Cowley. Go bless Sue Cowley. Cowley. The good ship Cowley. Uh, but yes, and on that uh, foghorn, that literal horn. of <laughs> Which, Nick, you have to add reverb to, just to add to your... Uh, don't worry, I've, I've done it.
1: Mm. It's reminding me a bit of the end of episode one of Horror of Fang Rock. Yeah! Oh. And you hear
2: that, oh, oh, stock sound effects in the background.
0: Surprisingly hard to find a good um, foghorn sound effect. It's like, a, a really good one. Yeah. I was trying That's to find the one... Lucky can... you've got
1: me. Well, that... <laughs> I've heard falcons a lot because we used to sail a lot on, on the Solent Ooh, and lovely. my dad was never one to be put off by bad weather. Ooh, we had some <laughs> rough times and then sometimes you'd be out there in a fog and you literally couldn't see further than the end of your own little 26-foot yacht. Yeah, are kidding. And so the bizarre thing is because you can't see where the horizon is, things are light uh, that's it, in the uh, distance looks like it's in the air because Ooh. it's just above where you're looking and so you think well, that ship looks like it's flying when you see a light on We're a ship sinking. piercing <laughs> the fog yeah it's just really weird and then you as you get closer it's, it's a very odd disorientating experience sailing in fog
0: i'd love to you do know. it i really would I'd it's lo- very
1: very dangerous and my father did all sorts of unwise things
0: it's like a, that a, a seasoned sailor clearly
1: well, I mean, he more not really. He was self-taught, and he had he had the attitude of it's the holiday. I need to get away. I don't care if the weather's no good. We're still sailing. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we'd been in some really bad weather, and it's only a small bit of uh, sea, the Solent. But um, uh, that's you could get some really short. I remember being in seas where when. The waves were so deep when you went down, you couldn't see the sky. Oh God! It's just the whole wave was like a wall of water in front of you. You know. That I also remember so us it. not noticing that the Isle of Wight ferry was directly behind us, and we got a and we turned and we all looked round, and the, and the blooming <laughs> thing was right behind us. And Dad was like, "Oh, quick,
0: Oh my God! ridiculous. Yeah. That is, I've been on the Isle of Wight ferry when it's been utterly. When the weather's been dreadful, oh it, yeah, it was it was rather funny because it was um, it, I went to the this was festival uh, I think 2011, right, and it was right. on so everybody was coming back from a music festival.
1: Yes, the Isle of is renowned for its uh, pop festivals.
0: It is indeed, and uh, and of course the, the weather was utterly dreadful so the waves i mean the ship was really rearing up and down i've never i've never been on, on a ship where it's been where, where
1: were you traveling from
0: so this is from the isle of wight no but to, where on the isle of wight because
1: i'm an island I,
0: I can't oh you so know?
1: oh so from either uh, we're talking about Fishbourne. i think you're probably going from then
0: Pot- i remember there was a really long a no, really long Ventnor. jetty i remember that but mm-hmm. i can't remember well can't a lot
1: of those ferries are flat bottomed so when they they're not they so that means they it,
0: it's exactly that yeah it they move exactly. around
1: a lot on the sea and so basically uh when and when they go down from a wave they shudder yep the flat Absolutely bottom hit, that. yeah yeah oh god yeah, it was it
0: yeah. was all but I, I wasn't that bad it's the it's only time like, i've ever I've seen felt... my mother
1: be seasick on one of those ferries yeah
0: well that's how i mean i felt fine fucking... But, of course, the thing is, when you factor into an account that this is a boat full of people that have been drinking <laughs> and doing whatever else for the oh, whole weekend... Man. ...everywhere. I mean, I've never seen so many people green. It was that... <laughs> everybody was just sort of looking fragile. And I was fine. I was like, right, you know, get the pints in, relax. <laughs> everybody else is there, like, oh, God, you know, I can't... It was, you know. It's an
1: awful thing. Seasickness is one of the worst feelings. I've hardly had it that much, but... I'm quite, you know, I've been... I'm loving the fact that this is the sailing podcast. (coughs) And now the shipping forecast. Dogger, five, rising six. Um, (laughs) I wonder if they still play that music. We used to have to listen to that. I love the shipping forecast. Very relaxing. Um, But anyway, I spent a lot of my childhood in boats, so I'm quite hardy when it comes to the sea. But then we went to the Silly Isles a few years ago, and we went out on a small boat it was really choppy, and I was absolutely fine, until, this happened to me going to to uh, the Channel Islands as well, it, the boat changed angle, and the different kind of rhythm Ooh. just triggered something in me, and you just become, it is, for me, it's like a switch. You suddenly, it goes in me, and I just think, oh, oh goodness, something bad's gonna happen, and it's just awful. So now, I have some tablets we used to call Quells. But I went and asked for them in a, a chemist, and they don't call them quails anymore. In fact, I don't know what they call them, but they're anti-seasickness thing. They they suppress that bit of you that makes you want to um do something unpleasant because you're feeling sick. I won't say anything. Horrible Interesting, in the, the fact that was in that is pretty,
0: pretty much in my dream that's just broken my dream last night. I was dreaming about antihistamines and oh. the fact that you take them before you go on a long ride, and they they get rid of sickness apparently.
1: Oh, well, I what? don't know what these are. They're, they're not antihistamines. Anyway. Why was I dreaming
0: that- about antihistamines? How boring! God, what, what a life! Next, I'll be dreaming about biros, um, <laughs> or binro bi- from. Uh, ah, well, from listen. The keys to say time. Byros,
1: I'm now going to excite you. Look at that.
0: Oh, look at that! So that is a big box set. That is. Look at that. A- look, at, look how many is in there. Look. I mean, your net. You see. Nick, you're you're never going to be off the point. It's a biro, it's got a point. That is impressive. All I've got is this one, which I'm I'm guarding with my life. Well, this makes up for the fact that there aren't any in the
1: house. Every time I go to write something down, if someone's phoned up and I need to write a message, there are no pens in the house because Steph has tidied everything away, including those biros, into my drawer there. At least you, my, you always know my where old they are. Student union card. <laughs> oh, look at
0: that! Cool. That looks like um, like it looks like you're some kind of detective or an agent. it's that type of like Ipcris file sort of look to it. But more importantly, I've got hair, which is very upsetting.
1: Anyway, um, so I think you were just finishing off the podcast, weren't you? Well, yeah, yeah. Not the it's... podcast. I mean, the news. <laughs> <laughs> Don't but... wish it over yet, Nick.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, it's you know, the news is over. I packed it onto a ferry. <laughs> the weather's not too bad today. As far, I mean, it's, it's not the best out there. And as it sails away, we have a foreboding shot of, of the, the fog coming in with Nick's foghorn. And that classic seagulls overdubbing uh, sound effect that is used, I think it's from the BBC archive and it's always used. And there it is, off into the distance.
1: Time now for listeners' emails.
0: Ah, emails, glorious emails. I love them. And if you'd like to join in, yes, you at home, then you can email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's right. I'd write that down if I were you so you don't forget it's podcast at bigfinish.com. use a biro.
1: I've got several here, actually,
0: yes, yeah. write Nick an email here. in in write him something in pencil, and he will send you a biro in return. What if they have a sell by date because you know there's so many of them right I i've used I've got one a pencil here from Sussex Coast conferences, which is the irony is I've never been to a conference at Sussex Coast, so I don't know oh. why I've got a pencil, but there we go.
1: I got my second Tom Baker um pen the other day directing Tom, he said, yeah, Nick, i uh I think you might like one of these I said well the other one ran out years ago so yes please (laughs) he also gave one to Helen Goldwyn she was very thrilled
0: do you think he's got this job lot of pens he has
1: he absolutely has got a job (laughs) lot of them I said you've got plenty plenty more of those haven't you Tom I said said, hundreds thousands (laughs) (laughs) anyway back to uh, what we're meant to be talking about Um, uh, this week once again I asked visitors to my official Facebook page that's Nicholas Briggs official to send in their questions yeah I don't know. I, I I made a spelling mistake there. Um, anyway, so shall we have a look? Let me have a look at um, the Facebook.
0: The book of the faces.
1: F- the Facey bee as you like to call it. The facey B, the book. All oh, right. I've, hopefully, I'm not on that. I've closed the tab. <laughs> there we go. Just Nicholas Briggs official. Got a lovely picture of Captain Scarlet being menaced by a snake at the top. It happens to uh,
0: us all
1: a nice picture of Gary Newman and the uh, third doctor which oh, you did
0: get yeah, good old gazza I seem to recall so. somebody's put in, somebody just put that and they're like is Gary Newman starring in an audio drama I just love this idea that <laughs> so, so, somebody out there is going to tweet him Gary I hear you're in, in a big finished uh, audio drama mate <laughs> and he's there like I don't know what you're oh, you are saying tomorrow, to on.
1: me <laughs> Uh, Alex Pass says, Will we be getting first Doctor stories in this year's run of early adventures? Do you know, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Um, I'm not sure. There will be some coming up anyway. Uh, Also, any news on comic strip adaptations? Keep calm and buck up. Uh, um, I was talking to the sound designer of the comic book adaptations that's all i'm saying um mandy Brake says is gary newman doing a big finish story just asking i said i'd love him to do some music for us but we couldn't afford him i love his stuff (laughs) more replies one from gary newman saying get stuffed no Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, oh maisie williams mentions newman someone corrects the spelling of newman yeah sorry about the bad spelling says mandy um Gilberto Hoffman Marcon. Gary Newman, why? And I said, just because Benji and I like him.
0: Oh, love love and, a bit of gas. Uh,
1: yeah. Gazzy and then uh, Gilberto says, Oh, that's a fair reason. Thought we <laughs> would be getting a collaboration. It would be fabulous. Huh. Now, I like, Sam I like the idea that he's just
0: defeating. Yeah, it's a fair reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Gieden, who's
1: uh, one of our favorite people, um, has a very long point to make, and I'm going to honor him by uh, by reading it out. Uh, (laughs) When will we be seeing the box art for Ravenous One? I'm not sure, coming up soon. And here's a question I've always wanted to ask. You mentioned once in an interview that when preparing for the first Dark Eyes, you had a cover made uh, which featured the classic Eighth Doctor look in case the BBC wouldn't go for the World War One leather look. For curiosity's sake, is there any chance we'll ever get to see that? It's very happy that the Doctor, Liv, and Helen will ride again. Their pairing is no hyperbole, one of Big Finish's greatest achievements with the character. In a range that has already achieved so much in taking this show beyond its pulp beginnings, interesting observation, Sam, into something with a real sense of drama and urgency. The Eighth Doctor stuff never fails to impress. Thanks, Sam. Um, uh, That artwork is exactly the same as the published Dark Eyes artwork, except the image of the Doctor is one of the old ones from the TV movie. Um, I don't know whether... If it's still around, I'll pop it on Facebook at some point. Uh, tj rankin the forge is one of your first ongoing original villains i really enjoy them but i've noticed it's been nearly a decade since we've seen them is there any chance of the nefarious organization rearing their ugly head yeah they featured in adventures with the fifth and sixth and seventh doctors didn't they they um, did yeah mark wright and cavan scott created it uh, there are no plans at the moment but i'd never uh, rule it out uh, but, but, but Ollie Cowley, I have to, I can't read all these out because there are 40 of them. <laughs> uh, Oli Cowley, not a, not a question, but just finished listening to Prisoner Volume 1 earlier today and loved it. Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, going to order Volume 2 tonight. Brilliant, that's one extra sale. That means I don't get sacked this week. Um, you mentioned a number of months ago, says Chris Stone, that the 80 Cybermen will be returning. Is there any update on this? No. Uh, but there will be. Well, look out at bigfinish.com and the news. Uh, Jeff Lake says, Prisoner Volume 3, Volume 3, Prisoner Volume 3. When, when, when? Please. Um, I am planning it. It is going to happen. Any news on Prisoner Volume 3? Asks uh, Neil Otterstein. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Fair, is the Fourth Doctor ever going to tackle the Ice Warriors? Please. I put the his in. Um, I think he must do. Yeah. Would Big finish ever consider trying to get the rights to Absalom Dark?
0: Please do um, it. Do it. Do well, it. Do it. Oh, I love it. they are going to kill every
2: damn stinking
1: Dalek in the universe <gasps>
0: um, with his weird
1: chainsaw. Yeah. Yes. We could have. Uh, that's probably who it is
0: next door. Yeah. they have the to sawing, invite him in. Absalom so Absalom Dark. Find out what he's been up to all these years. But of course
1: he'll find out I'm a Dalek and he'll saw me in. Yeah. Don't
0: do that. Actually. Yeah. Keep a low profile.
1: Jay Barry says, what is the best Big Finish lunch you've ever
0: had? <laughs> what do you reckon? All of them. I can't, I can't, I can't say the best one because they're, they're just all brilliant. There's, there's too many little dishes of, of wonderful things, really.
1: Yeah. I would, if I had to pick something, I like the curries. He does a curry day. Again. I like yeah, the salmon as well. I'd, I'm not a fishy sort of person, although I do like a bit of battered hake. I had battered hake for lunch yesterday. Very obviously. nice too. Um, you know, by which, I mean, I'd leapt into the sea with a rolling pin and attacked a fish. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good fish slapping noise. Um, God, you're so talented. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what they pay me for, kids. <laughs> to slap fish. Slapping s- slap my hand with a pencil.
1: And also the trifle, which is to die for, literally, because if oh, you have too much trifle. of it, I'm sure you would. It's amazing. I had some of that this week, actually. and uh, But you have to make sure you don't eat anything else that day, otherwise you will immediately become obese. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, also, um, he does, and Toby does an incredible macaroni cheese, which has the entire cheese counter of Sainsbury's in it, which is just...
0: I've had that. Like, that is, like, yes.
1: It's, it's like an illegal experience, I would say, not ever having had one, but I would that's how I would imagine it to be
0: when, when are um, we releasing uh, the Toby
1: Robinson uh, cookbook we should do shouldn't we Yeah. Um, John Leeson the other day gave Toby his cookbook Dogs Dinners and signed <laughs> it for him that was nice um, so Mark Andreessen old friend of mine says I am your new man master doing a little uh, riff on the Joe, uh, and someone else says our front eclectic <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you all to consider that joke uh, Harold Coggles writes a very long one that I feel honour bound to read out. He says, so you've had the third Doctor Adventures rolling with Tim Trelaw honouring John Pertwee. Uh, maybe you have already done this. I have not heard all the third Doctor Adventures yet. I know. Why? Right? Well, you know, there's not enough time probably, Harold. Uh, but what are the chances you also honour Roger Delgado in the same way or Nicholas Courtney? Um, yeah, yeah, well, uh, I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, obviously there there's some sticky casting issues to... Um, Analyze there. Uh, rich Davy or Rick Davy. he's rich on Facebook because his wife doesn't like him being called Rick. Probably shouldn't have revealed that in open court. <laughs> uh, question for the podcast. Are you appearing at any events for The Prisoner at Elstree Studios anytime soon? Yes, Ooh. I am. I said, funny you should ask that. That's uh, Sunday, the 21st of January at Elstree Studios. In Elstree, look it up. Go along, buy a ticket. Go to the Unmutual website. Philip Markham, if Benji could have any WWE wrestler appear in a big finish, who would he pick, and which doctor would they appear with?
0: Okay, so if if I could if I could choose anyone, it'd be uh, the the wheeling dealing, Rolex wearing, uh, jet flying Ric Flair. Um, uh, But 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 um, it would have to be Kane because he's a massive Doctor Who fan. And oh. when he came to the UK, he went to the Doctor Who experience. Shove him with, uh, shove him with a bit, a bit of Sylvester McCoy. You can't go wrong. Which bit sort of. of Sylvester McCoy? All of him. The spoons. Oh, okay. The spoons. Yeah. Shove, <laughs> shove him with his hands. Um, and you oh, got well, yourself a winner there. There we go. Brilliant. I, I had no idea what you were talking about.
1: Anyway. <laughs> uh, Will River uh, David Chapel says meet Bradley's first Doctor. Well, not so far, but that's not such a daft idea, or is it? Uh Julian Bolting I'm just flicking through these is there going to be a second warmaster box set and where's my copy of the way back which is the 40th anniversary Blake seven release I imagine it's in the post um sorry about that I I hope you've got access to the download I hope you know have a listen to that sorry it's delayed um second warmaster box set oh yes I you know I would would never rule that out that's a good idea <laughs> just imagine uh will there be any multi-doctor stories Alex Hargreaves says as part of the next year's part of next year's 20th anniversary celebrations for 20 years of Big Finish Doctor Who Well well what a good idea mm. not not as such but I think there might be something you quite like yeah hmm. okay uh TARDIS Parrot says (laughs) Hello. It's my birthday this weekend. Please make it even more bonkers than usual. Bonkers bonkers. Bonkers bonkers. Well,
0: happy birthday. First
1: first and foremost. And um I think it's been pretty bonkers so far. If you like sailing anyway. (laughs) Um If you like sailing, stay on this channel. scott montgomery says are there any plans at this time to recast lishaw and all the brigadier um no plans as such but yeah we're thinking about it we're thinking about it i was talking to andy frankham allen at the um literary estate and you know we got we got plans for brigadier stuff well i said we're pending a conversation which you know i really want to have with andy and he really wants to have with me we're just both so busy at the moment we want to we want to do something like that Anyway, um, Brandon Kelly, I think finished just wondering if you could ever do a Rusty Dalek series. I don't know quite what that means, but um, I, I, oh, there's a thing. What The Adventures of Rusty the Dalek. He just sort of sits in his tower <laughs> zapping Daleks. I don't know. It, it's fascinating. Anyway, on that bombshell, let's um, head back to the relative sanity.
0: I always remember it was really funny. Off with, emails. Um, some of my friends, I went round uh, for an evening with some drinks and they were like, oh, they were like, um, I saw your, you post your podcast thing, and you do it with um, uh, Nick Briggs. He's the Dalek guy, isn't he? And I said, yeah, yeah. They said, he does the voice of Dalek Khan, somebody said. And then they were like, oh, we love him. Like We quote him all the time in the house. And it was like this hey, weird situation we of them going, going around Khan. the house going, all of time and space. <laughs> it's like one uh, obscure thing to... to to have whilst um what to do whilst making tea but there we go <laughs> good old louise uh, yeah so um that was face that was uh, the, the work of facey b there with a, a, a great uh, amount of questions so thanks everybody that uh, that sent them in and now we go to our traditional format of emails uh, and so just time for a few little nuggets of the email variety here this is from sebastian garzon Dear esteemed Nick and Benji, Uh, first of all, just wanted to say hi again after having met you both at Chicago Tardis. Hello, hello. Uh, It was an honour getting to see the faces behind the voices, and you, Lisa, and Jason are the first brackets and so far only close brackets Doctor Who celebrities I've spoken to. So thanks for the experience. Uh, and We're not
1: celebrities though,
0: but never mind. But never mind. We'll we'll break the illusion. Just just a bunch of ordinary people uh, with with ordinary daily lives. Uh, and now uh, that I feel like we've been best friends for life, uh, I have complete. Uh, have a completely trivial question for Nick. I have debated for years with friends and family on the tastes of different brands of bottled water. My family believes that all water is water, but I, and others I've talked to, insist that certain brands have a distinct taste from others. As an expert on all things water... That's the amphibious Nicholas Briggs. Oh, yes, Um, I was going on about water last uh, week. What is your take on this pressing issue?
1: Well, thank you, Sebastian, for bringing up this important thing. I'm just going to have a taste of this uh, bottle of water, which actually I found in my bag as I opened it to get my computer out set up here. And I I took this from the uh, studio last week. It's Highland Spring. I'm sort of erring on the side of your family. I'm sure they all do have different flavours, not your family, water bottles, I mean. Bottles of water. Um, But of course, you mostly have them chilled, don't you? And that kind of eliminates any possibility of discerning difference in flavour. I do remember a while back that there was a a brand new brand of uh, water came out in the UK. I can't remember what it was called. And it was much cheaper than all the others. And within a couple of weeks, they suddenly, it's, they. Sorry, I, I was slightly distracted there. I just got an email from Frank Skinner. <laughs>
0: hey. Clang.
1: Uh, he was just thanking me for something I sent him, um, and then says, "My lawyers will be in touch." What? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and, and then it was announced that they suddenly discovered there was too much bromide in it or something like 3% Ooh. too much. And Toby at the Moat Studios had bought a job lot of them. And I was <laughs> round there when he was just slinging them all in the bin, he said, well, I'm going to have to chuck all these away. I knew, <laughs> I knew the low price was too good to be true. I don't know why Toby's speaking like that. He doesn't, he's very posh, Toby. He doesn't speak like that at all. He's like, go, I'll go chucking these bottles away. I'm, it's Toby Robinson here. Yeah,
0: yeah. right, mate. Yeah. Got his load of, load of old water can't
6: use it now typical so, can't even what water do,
1: plants with it in our fridge you will find there are uh, steph's bought two lovely glass bottles with lovely sort of stoppers in them like old grolsch bottle type stoppers you know i can't, can't remember what you call this and um and we just uh, put some water into a filter thing and then fill those up Clever. and chill them so we always have you know free rather nice water that's been filtered of all the uh, all the goodness that the water companies put into them
0: <laughs> see here see here's an interesting actual an interesting question water related Phoenix so yes. when when people come here to record things I often make a jug of water yeah I always think that's a nice touch and I always think a nice little touch would be I often uh, I chop some lemon put the lemon oh, yeah, in yeah, there yeah, I think yeah. that's nice and fresh but then I, I sat thinking the other day I thought is lemon though too would you by assuming somebody wants lemon with their water I was like have, well, I, have you have I, to ask have I taken it too far Perhaps yeah, wait, I should present waiters. two jugs two jugs one yeah. with lemon one without and always, you know it's, it's wait, just waiters I, always ask would you like lemon in it you know So I put lemon it. straight in the jug I need to buck I need to buck up. yeah some people might not like it you may be offending people you know some lemons are very offensive to, to some people. <laughs> So it's a very sour topic. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, since we're on the topic of <laughs>
1: citrus fruits, <laughs> I'm particularly fond of lime. I tell Ooh, you what, I love here's, a a lime. A, here's a little tip. When you do your uh, fruit salad, you know, you buy some strawberries and maybe some peaches, banana, a bit of apple. What else? A grapes?
0: Put that I lo- love a raspberry. Cut,
1: cut, cut a, uh, um, a lime in half and just squeeze the juice over it just adds a little bit of something Ooh.
0: a little kick so <sighs> I'm all I'm all about my my latest thing is chop oh. the limes up shove them in a bag put them in the fridge put them in the freezer sorry freeze your limes then yeah. when you when you're making the drink you don't have to bother with all this cutting, Lark. Oh. They're in handy slices, they last longer, and it's already chilled. It's beautiful. I thought you were going to say then you, you've got, uh, like, a, a lethal bag of hard objects to use in a street fight. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, that, it's like <laughs> that Alan Partridge thing, wasn't it? I uh, was like, yeah, you could, you could uh, hit, hit somebody over the head with, uh, with this vegetable, uh, uh, kill them, and then and then eat the evidence. Nobody'd know. <laughs>
1: Love I'm it. tempted to, uh, uh, t- oh, Tom Saunders has just emailed me to tell me that he's going to do a, a cover for the My Big Finish Life podcast that I'm going to be releasing, the, com- the two compilations I'm going to release.
0: Oh. Do you know, Tom Saunders uh, is a dear friend of mine, I love, love Tom, and uh, yeah, his latest thing, man. he's he's building a supercomputer for uh, his his 3D work.
9: And is it called deep
0: thought? It is forty-two, two, two, two. But he's—he's literally—he's—he's he's building this machine, and he's just gone crazy for it. Like it's about as high spec as you can get. It's got, got the full amount of memory in there. It's got like two huge hard drives, full RAM, like sixty-four. Well, he uh, does our key. video
1: stuff, so he's always rendering, isn't he?
0: Yeah. So that's—that's that's exactly it. So, so you know, he's—he's. He's, building a monster and so because we we, Super computer. we play video games together so he's he's rather excited i think he's jumping in the cockpit and we're gonna fly together so oh, this could wow. be exciting Brilliant. there we go so wow. so yeah just don't know why i mentioned that it's just that's the latest news in tom saunders life yeah
1: yeah well i think that's uh, yeah i was gonna say that someone showed me once that it, and there's a name for it and i can't remember it's called the something hammer named after a football team I don't know what it is, but um, are you having trouble with your microphone?
0: Just got a little. The yeah. stupid. Um, well, as I can XLR see, XLR lead is sort of. He,
1: he's manipulating his microphone.
0: The XLR lead is sometimes making a little humming noise. It's not yeah, a, not I, enough I to I ruin. I actually
1: heard it for a moment there, and it's oh, stopped now. though. Anyway, um, you can fold a newspaper in a certain way. Basically, if you're ever cornered and under threat from maniacs, yeah, you know the way, don't you? And it's. It's it's terror. It's not that. No, I'll show you one day. I won't. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying really, somebody's how powerful done it, before. it is. Yeah, I know exactly how to do it, and it's it's like having an iron bar. So yeah, if you're, you're ever in trouble and there's a newspaper on hand, yeah, whack somebody. What, with I'm, it. what kind of weird advice am I giving
0: here? Anyway, get on with the email quick before I incriminate myself <laughs> further. <clears throat> and that was the murder hour by Nicholas Briggs. <laughs> uh, next week we'll go into the subjects of poison. Um, Which poisons do you prefer, anthrax or arsenic? (laughs) <laughs> uh, email in uh, yes and so uh, on a completely more uh, relevant note says Sebastian here sorry Sebastian we've left your, uh, your email on the side there um, I'll just quickly mention how hyped I am for Ravenous uh, Doom <laughs> Coalition was probably my favourite thing from Big Finish that I've heard I've grown to love Liv and Helen and the Eleven as a spectacular villain and I've been dying to know what happened to Helen for the past several months I haven't been this stoked for anything in a long time. Thanks for all you do, Sebastian. Oh, you got um, lots to look forward to in Ravenous, that's for sure. Eighth that's,
1: Doctor Adventures. That's one of yes. mine
0: I'm working on. I'm cooking yeah. that up right now. We've had a few emails, haven't we, Nick, making some some uh, big decisions. Oh, yes. Um, but it's, it's exciting, I can tell you that. It's, it's going to be a, a cracking box set well this relates to
1: it too because of course the trailer went out and revealed and it's been revealed in doctor who magazine as well uh, this is from lee wood he says dear bick and nenji <laughs> that's our name bick the biro <laughs> i hadn't noticed that he'd done that uh the the news that that Candyman is returning is the most exciting news you've announced in recent years i love un- unpredictable stuff like that like when we brought the crotons back you know monsters that perhaps weren't Uh, consider total classics when they're on TV but after a few years it's quite fun to go back and sort of reinvent them and you've... (laughs) and you've advanced (laughs) very exciting news in the last few years there was someone just trying to saw my leg off there Ah! Uh, Ian McNeice's Churchill alongside the Eighth Doctor is going to be great as well Uh, a question if I may Uh, James Goss's novel of the Cricket Men is about to be released is this something you would be interested in adapting cheers Lee Uh, sent from my Filofax interesting I like Um, uh, Ah, he's cutting off my foot um it's not something we're considering at the moment. I imagine the BBC would like to do uh, an audio recording of it. It'll probably already have done one.
0: There we go. That's so, hot off the press.
1: Yes, talking into your microphone while this one's got a saw going. Uh,
0: yeah, it's one of those... You know when live telly, when they've got nothing to talk about going they're there sort of going, Yes, and the... Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, in... Uh, <laughs> In f- five minutes, it's country life. <laughs> uh, uh, um, yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> move, moving on uh, swiftly, like a, a Swift's barnacle. Um, uh, here is the last email from uh, Alex H. or Aidan Hall depending on which bit of this email you're reading. Mm. Hmm. Hi, Big Finish. I understand that people have been asking for more music suites to be released. And I understand that there's difficulties with that. There's one suite in particular that I think needs to be released, and that is the music suite for the 6th Doctor, The Last Adventure box set. Uh, which I think is Howard Carter, isn't it? It's certainly bloomin' is. Uh, there, uh, uh, there is some tremendous music in there, uh, including some beautiful music for the regeneration scene. Mm. Uh, I think that for such, a moment, uh, for such a momentously special set in the hearts of Big Finish listeners, and in general Doctor Who continuity, uh, that it should absolutely be released. That, and it's really, really good, kind regards aiden hall
1: well aiden i'll see what i'll do uh is what i can do i know howard's very very busy but uh, if i can get the music off him i'll put it at the end of a podcast that's what i'll try and do it's
0: a clever idea mm. can we can we make it more difficult so like yeah we're going to release it on wax cylinder and, <laughs> and only people that have the equipment to utilize that uh, can listen to it other than that you can't mm. We'll release the sheet notes, and you, you'll have to get an orchestra together to play it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, good, good, uh, good question there, uh, Aidan. Thanks for messaging. Yes, with very good, in. very good, very good, very good. And thanks to everybody that's emailed in. Uh, as always, uh, a pleasure to hear from you. And so, please, next time, email in podcastatbigfinish dot com. Uh, and that is the end of the emails that's right uh if you put it uh, what am i talking about i, I was just going to raise a point that i forgot what it was um that is the end of the emails yes i'm going to load it inside a rocket uh light the fuse sort of make you know when people light a firework and they dash across the garden in a yeah, sort of yeah. yeah furious run of of i don't want to get caught i run across and then there go the emails into space never to be seen again
1: Beautiful stuff, Benji. Uh, time now for our guest star interview. It's with Lala Ward, who I worked with just the other day. Uh, what a lovely person to work with. We've we have a we have a method of working which is just we both enjoy very very much, and she always thanks me. One of the, one of the people who I, I love uh, meeting up with in the studios, uh, because she always has some very she's a very forthright person. She has some always has some very interesting points to make. Anyway, I I managed to persuade her. Uh, to do a podcast interview she sort of rolled her eyes when I asked her if she'd do one and we went into a very very cold dark room to do this interview yes well, welcome done. to Actually. the I can't see this recorder uh welcome to the podcast <laughs> <Lad Award. laughs>
8: is it uh, switched on it is
1: I believe I can see numbers advancing this yeah, helps yeah that's good so um there are several set questions for the podcast
8: you'll get several set answers
1: (laughs) okay um the first one is i I don't know the answer to this by the way and i bet you don't when did we first meet
8: i don't know the answer to that nick
1: would you like to theorize i should
8: think at least 10 years ago maybe a lot much longer right wouldn't you well i would say that I wonder what we were doing or where. A big finish, I should think. Somewhere. Maybe
1: <laughs> it was when it's. I think it was. Maybe it was when you came to um, Bristol to do Paul McGann.
8: Oh, Charder.
1: Yeah. Ah,
8: that was Charder. But with... you also
1: came back again to do another yes, one, and, I did and that was Nick one. Pegg who was directing okay, that one. Okay, yes, but, I did.
8: But yeah, Charder think... was wonderful. That was with um, Andy Sachs, yeah. James Fox. Um, Susanna Harker it was an amazing cast it was wasn't it and Paul it?
1: they did some yeah. amazing stuff
8: yeah
1: uh, but yeah you came back and did another Paul McGann one and I yes think I did that's when I I think
8: maybe maybe I, yes i have forgotten I'd done another that's true
1: I remember us all going out for dinner
8: <clears throat> yes
1: and you were being quite outrageous
8: me yeah yeah outrageous yeah I'm never outrageous <laughs> well you were I'm, uh, okay. I'm glad I, I'm, I like the thought of it
1: <laughs> uh, the next question is what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment
8: I never thought about my molecules honestly and whether they tingle or not but um, <laughs> the same thing that always does about Big Finish which is it's, they're wonderful jobs I love working on them I love the studios I adore Toby's lunches which everybody knows about Um and you work with people that you know, so there's a sort of shorthand which is... Well, I think what's interesting about it is it's comfortable in the right way but still manages to keep the kind of energy and effort that it requires in in, in the right way too. So it's not comfortable in a sort of dozy way, it's comfortable in an energetic way. You don't waste time on sort of peripheral stuff that you do sometimes when you don't know people. And the wonderful thing with Doctor Who is you get to work with all sorts of people who've been part of the series in the past with whom you never had anything to do with I mean that's why I love doing all the Gallifrey ones with Louise because I mean Louise and I never crossed paths except at the odd convention Mm -hmm. but we never Mm -hmm. worked together until Big Finish and that sort of thing is wonderful
1: and you knew each other before all this
8: didn't you? oh well sort of but from conventions yes But, but not particularly well and certainly never having worked on Doctor Who together before so I love that and it's fun yeah and it develops the character, you know, you, you move on from your original persona into, in my case, being president of Gallifrey. I like that sort of uplift in the job description, it yeah. suits me well. Promotion. <laughs> yeah, I like promotion.
1: <laughs> uh, do you ever listen to any of them, by No, no?
8: not much. Um, occasionally I have listened to bits and pieces because I sort of feel one ought to, to make sure one isn't being too kind of... Mannerized or cliched or something, and so I do it as a sort of worky type thing. I don't do it particularly for the pleasure of it. I don't listen to a lot. Of, I've actually begun to listen to audio a bit more, but I and I, I love doing audio. I much prefer audio to, in many ways, to any of the visual stuff. But I mean, it's really all I do now is is books and things, and so I'm getting better at listening. I don't like listening to fiction much. I like plays when it's lots of actors, which is what's good about Big Finish. Mm. I don't like listening to one actor doing lots of voices all that much, so I listen to a lot of non-fiction.
1: Back to your tingling molecules, what's tingling them in entertainment generally, like a TV or film or theatre?
8: I watch. I watch most things in. Um, on television once they're in the box set or I can get them on Netflix. I don't usually, wa- I don't like watching things where you've got to wait to, for, for a week. Um, actually, what I'm watching at the moment, and I know why I'm watching it, partly because I'm watching it with someone who never saw it before. And partly because it's it's now become such an idealistic, wonderful way to do things. I'm watching The West Wing again. Right. And and it's it's so brilliant to see a decent man in the White House, <laughs> given what we're living through um and i i think it's wonderful it wears incredibly well i think alison janney is one of the great actresses i just adore alison janney and it's as good as it ever was the scripts are absolutely brilliant and somehow the the sort of escapism of it now on that very specific topic i find brilliant so i'm i'm never up to date i'm always watching things long after everybody else has ever seen them um I read an awful lot I don't actually I, I live in Oxford so I tend not to get to the theatre nearly as often as I used to although I tell you what I do absolutely love is live streaming mm-hmm. we get it we, we were given it at my theatre stuff yes yeah. we were given it at Denville Hall which is my old actor's home whose trustees I chair. Um the National gave it to us as a present which is the best present we've ever mm. ever been given because they don't have to make you know it's very hard when you're very old to go very late into the West End and then get back again but I go, so I quite often go to what I think it's the most fantastic genre. It's not film, it's not theatre, it's not television. It's its own thing. It's utterly wonderful. I love I've it. I've never seen You that. have to go. I, yeah, you have to go. And even if you watch Encore, which is when they do replays of it, so you can still catch up with some of the back catalogue, um, <clears throat> it still has that sense of live... Although you know it isn't, but when you're watching it really live streamed, I, I listened. I, the first one we had there was Starlight, which is a David Hare, Skylight, Sky which is that. a David Hare play. <clears throat> and he was interviewed in the interval. And he said, because um, the interval, of course, is in real time, because yeah, you're yeah. waiting for them to have their drinks while yeah. you just sit there. <laughs> Um, and David Hare said, you know, when he first started writing, what he wasn't so much interested in a play being on in the West End as to getting it all around the country, and he loved the touring bit of it. And he said, never in your wildest dreams could you imagine that so many people could watch your play in one night, live. Yeah. Um, it doesn't... I don't think it diminishes it in any way. In some ways, it lifts it, because you get close-ups.
1: Yeah, so they do all that, Yeah. Tonight, yeah. they?
8: Yeah? yeah, no, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love it. So I do that, and I read a lot, and I catch up with I love The Crown I've just got through the first bit of The Crown because I didn't want to start The first series Yes I've Um, just finished the second series Oh have you? It's great It's so good they're all so good in it I mean how do
1: they know any of that's true though?
8: Well how do you ever know and that sort of thing I mean I I suppose a lot of it's based on people's diaries and um, but there are all sorts of things in it that I and it's so beautifully filmed
1: It is I mean it's It's gorgeous No expense No
8: it's absolutely gorgeous I think the um is it Vanessa Kirby, Kirby who plays Princess Margaret I think she's fantastic amazing I think that's and Claire Foy is fabulous they're all fantastic uh, yes astounding
1: and they only get better and yeah. better, and oh, better they in good. the second they series actually yeah I feel bereft I've got to the final episode I think it was last night actually I'm putting thought, it off what am I, I going to do I'm now I'm putting it
8: off because <laughs> I want to have it saved up
1: <laughs> uh, do you have a guilty entertainment secret something that you you like but you think you really ought not to
8: um I went through a stage of reading fairly crappy thrillers which I quite <laughs> enjoyed As what it? sort of thing oh um well not crappy I mean the people who write them the people like Lee Child and um Michael Crichton and things you know I, I mean know. They're, they're of their kind they're quite and, and a lot of rather good women ones like Karen Slaughter and um whoever it is who write I quite like the the forensic ones I like all the science I don't much like the body count, but I do like the science. <laughs> they all seem to be about serial killers and horrible things like that. So I maybe wouldn't admit to that too readily.
1: <laughs> That's quite a, a noble, guilty secret, Well, I, think. I can't
8: yeah. think of any others. If, and if, if they were that bad, I wouldn't tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Oh, you're that guilty. I'm
8: that guilty, yeah.
1: OK, well, your ordeal is now over. So is Thank it? you. Yeah. Ooh,
8: yeah. Thank you. It's lovely to talk to you, Nick. Likewise. <laughs>
1: Oh, Lala, she's really great
0: and lo- and lovely to work with,
1: as I said before.
0: Absolute Doctor Who royalty, really. Mm. Wonderful mm. Romana. Uh, and so, yes, thanks, Lala, for the interview. And uh, now it's time for Ran the Randomoid Selectatron. Cue that epic music. Okay, Ran, what have you got for us? Ran has brought up this week... Two uh, A, the highest science, part one, which is oh, free, It's a freebie which you can grab. Uh, it's it's the first part of Doctor Who, the highest science, uh, and so you can't you you've got no excuse for this one. It's free. Well,
1: here's the trailer coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, the highest science. But
3: close to the centre of the fourteen
1: activity.
7: When the flicker starts up again, the exact source should register here. Good. Then you know, all the bleeping can stop and we can do something interesting. When do I get to meet some monsters?
6: Never, hopefully.
7: I think may have spoken too soon. A couple of giant tortoises over there. Still, are friendly? Chalunian. <laughs> Not friendly! Uh, when you've been a soldier, as
4: long
2: as I have, you can smell parasites from the other side of a black hole.
3: Forward,
2: and uh, we shall crush the spineless fleshies in our mighty claws.
7: Oh, you're shallow, My mother used to say you had scaly green skin and terrible halitosis.
9: Really, it seems the reports of my breath have been greatly exaggerated.
4: Second pilot, report the success of your attack immediately.
9: Cell. What's happened? The psychic shock of contact with me incapacitated the subject's physical body. The might has now shielded itself. Then
2: break through the shield. I
9: will try, but it is strong. I must know. The highest science. Ask it about the highest science.
7: Wouldn't it be best to leave well alone? Mighty civilization down by terrible discovery. I know there are loads of versions of the Sacrat myth but that's a common factor in all of them so maybe just forgetting about the higher science would be a good idea? I'm afraid I can't just ignore a fortian flicker. I suppose not. Although sometimes doctor I wish you wouldn't treat the universe like it was your own personal responsibility.
1: Big finish. We love stories. There we are. Now, although, obviously, that Ran brought up the free one, um, we'll, we'll, you know, talk about the whole thing. Uh, well, I, think I, it's okay. it's, I think it's, it's, it's only fair. It's, yes, it's uh, directed by Scott Hancock, who does lovely work for us, who I was talking to this morning. One of the reasons I was late contacting you for the podcast, pension, because <laughs> right. Scott and I had a lot of issues to discuss about upcoming things that he's producing and directing and I'm writing and script editing and directing and... There's a lot to, lot to sort out there. So there you are. Yes, it's uh, the book by uh, Gareth Roberts and Jacqueline Rayner, great writer as well, um, adapted it. It's, of course, one of the novel adaptations, which uh, no one ever emails about. <laughs> <laughs> running, <laughs> gag,
0: oh. running gag, running uh, <laughs> gag. Yes, and it
1: features Professor Bernie Summerfield and the Seventh Doctor.
0: So you can't go wrong there with a bit of our our favourite travelling archaeologist there and uh, the Time Lord himself. Highly recommended by Ran. Thank you very much. Yes, enjoy, enjoy. And if you enjoyed the free version, you can grab the the whole thing together, which is uh, the highest science. So there we go. Rock and roll. Cheers, Ran. You is a diamond, mate. Uh, and so, as the podcast powers down like a phone that's been left on for far too long, it's just time for Nick to tease us with what's available to listen to from that there bigfinish.com right now. Plague 7 Crossfire Part 2, it's
1: out there and thrilling all who listen to it. Join the rebellion against the Federation. Go on, do it. Da, and of da, course, da. <laughs> little flash of Dudley Simpson there and of course the Blake 7 40th anniversary special is available too let's just stop everything to hear the trailer
2: coming soon from Big Finish Productions Blake 7 the way ahead
7: tell me about
9: Blake Villa
8: tell me about Avalon
9: all right Ben you might not like what you hear ah Travis Supreme Commander Welcome to your new battle cruiser.
8: Impressive.
9: I hope this little experiment is worth it.
8: Avalon, what happened? I, I can't. We were winning.
5: The Federation was retreating. Then then what? It, it happened
3: so quickly. <laughs> You've been trying to kill us for a long time, Travis. We're still waiting for you to get it right.
2: Well, things are changing. Blake's crusade is coming to an end.
5: Yes, Avon. The Liberator is a weapon. A weapon you have chosen to squander. Senior figures in the Rebellion are dissatisfied with your activities in the aftermath of the war.
2: I didn't realize we were answerable to anyone.
7: We should retreat back to the base.
2: Too late.
6: This is a fine
9: mess you've got us into, Avon. No guns, no liberator, nothing. How many times has it come to this? You and I, alone together. I've never bothered to count. And fate just can't keep us apart.
3: There she is. Attack vector plotted. Here goes nothing.
5: Today we strike in the name of Rog Blake.
9: Big finish. We love stories.
1: Yeah, you see, that trailer didn't arrive when it should have done and and I thought it was jolly well time we heard it in the podcast. And don't forget Dark Shadows, Shadows of the Night. Also Doctor Who, static, scary, Sixth Doctor action with Flip and Constance. The Wreck of the World, which is a second Doctor early adventures story with Wendy Padbury and Fraser Hines. The War Master, only the good. Derek Jacobi, Daleks, great stuff. Time, more action. Need I say more? well, I'll say this. The new Countermeasures Series 2 featuring the Yeti,
0: and there you have it I like that that was a lovely little lo- lovely little uh, great intelligence bleeping there uh, I, my favourite thing is your mouth didn't move when you did it it was rather impressive no sort of. uh, how do you Bricks know there. my mouth was involved yeah well it's, it was his shoe Uh, Yes, so thanks Nick for that one. Rock and roll, thank you ever so much. Uh, Coming up in just a moment, a 15-minute drama tease of Kingdom of Lies featuring Peter Davison as the fifth Doctor. But first, let's do the trailer for this podcast.
1: Coming up in this week's podcast, well, there's lots of stuff
0: in there Benji there is indeed lots and lots of stuff we talk ravenous <laughs> in the emails we go crazy for the 10th Doctor Chronicles we rock and roll with the 4th Doctor Nick what else do we do? well Lull is our special
1: guest star and there is a 15-minute drama tease for The Kingdom of Lies, uh, starring Peter Davison and Janet Fielding, Sarah Sutton, Matthew Waterhouse and Patsy Kensit. Do you remember Patsy Kensett? So there's a lot going on. There's also a huge interlude about sailing.
0: Indeed, uh, yes. Ahoy there, matey, with
1: lots of foghorns and, and anecdotes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also we do we do talk about water again. Uh, one of the emailers brings it out. And we also uh, read out a lot of Facebook comments to my official facebook page nicholas briggs official so um yeah um yeah i, I was going to say uh, that this has been a rather shabby trailer but i think it's been our best trailer ever we're certainly
0: on the ball today you know it's friday yeah. the 12th of january recording this uh, it's slightly gloomy outside but we're on the ball we're rocking we're rolling i've said that too many times here's the sound of a, a can of right guard being hit by a pencil wow that's the trailer. Brilliant. There we go. Look at that. Look at he do, Why have I scrolled? What's no, what you you done? fool! You old
1: fool! And where's my wife? She said she'd be back, and you know maybe she's just thinking. I won't interrupt him.
0: Yeah, I expect so. She could be sailing I'm gonna have to
1: get some lunch before I edit this, you know.
0: Oh, it's anyway. one, of, one of those <clears> days. <throat> need some lunch, that's for sure. Uh, right. So, uh, did you want to mention that you're going to Elstree Studios for a prisoner event on Sunday, the twenty-first of January, Nick?
1: Well, I think I will mention it. Rick Davey did mention it earlier, but I I think it's worth mentioning again. Yeah, good point. I'll be there. Don't miss it. Visit the mutual, sorry, the unmutual website. They're not mutual, they're unmutual because that's the prisoner reference uh, to find out all about it. Yeah, it's going to be good. Lots of uh, Alex Cox, the film director, is there, and the guy who um, did that brilliant prisoner documentary, In My Mind. Is that what it's called? In Your Mind? In My Mind. Anyway, it's really good. He's going to be there, and uh, oh, some other people who are fantastic. Anyway, here's Doctor Who Kingdom of Lies, a 15 minute teaser. You're listening to a Big Finish production.
2: And then once it's on its pre-programmed course, all you really need to do is monitor these readings. And she should find a suitable landing spot automatically. Yes, I see. Not as complicated as you make out, is well, it? Well, that assumes everything is going according to plan. Learning to plot a course is one thing, Adric. Dealing with the unexpected, that's another.
8: The unexpected? Like what? Uh,
2: time fishes, sir. Subspace disturbances, radiometric distortions, artron fluctuations in the time rotor, in Damp- the substructure... <laughs>
7: That's why we never know where we're going, because it's starting to
2: rot. It is not starting to rot, Tegan. The TARDIS has been around for a while, and it's well it's uh...
7: A clapped out piece of junk that you have no idea how to operate. Oh, oh. I think she heard you. I know
2: something. I'm gonna try it last. Let me help. Uh, Set the dynamic compensators to 1147 Peter Yellow. 114. Oh, Have you done it? Adric, have you done it? Not exactly. What do you mean? It came off in my hand. Out of the
7: way. Deacon, what are you doing? If I've learned one thing about flying this bucket of bolts, it's this. (laughs) It worked. Deacon's thump worked. We're landing. But where?
2: I have absolutely no idea.
6: My new wife and I thank you, the people of Cardenas, for celebrating with us on this wonderful occasion. We are delighted to have shared this day with you, and we look forward to many happy days ahead.
5: But first, my new husband and I have some private matters to attend to.
6: Thank you. Everyone, (laughs) farewell.
5: We love you all.
6: Well, it's been a while since I saw the people as happy as that. Well done, darling. I told you. Everyone adores a love story. Gracious, they're still cheering for
5: us. Listen to them. Cheering for us? You don't really believe that, do you? What else would
6: they be cheering for?
5: Darling, sweet, naive, simple Sebastian. They're cheering for me.
6: (laughs) The people love me. You're the new arrival. I've ruled here for...
5: They are cheering for me.
0: A very good morning to you from a special edition of Breakfast News coming to you live from the great square of Cardenas. We're backstage at the Royal Pavilion as preparations are well underway for celebrations to mark one year since the Duke and Duchess said their vows in front of an adoring public. Later in the programme we'll examine how the daughter of Galeria has settled into life in our glorious capital and we'll take you behind the scenes of the Battle of the Equinoids. ...including that all-important first race, the Grand Cup of Cardenas. And our Royal Correspondent will be addressing the tabloid rumours... ...suggesting the 12 months living their lives in the public eye has taken... Have
6: you seen the latest edition of the Cardenas Tribune, Amelia?
3: Your Grace, as I have counselled before, reading ill-informed speculation in the tabloids is a blueprint for misery. Then why do we allow them to print it?
6: Can we have their Correspondent Royal imprisoned? He really is nauseating.
3: Your Grace will struggle to maintain his popularity if the people are not permitted to peek behind the Ducal curtain. But we can't allow this to stand. We have to issue a response. I do not advise that, Your Grace. According to this
6: article, I am distracting myself from my broken marriage by... ...painting execrable watercolours, talking to
3: bees and obsessing about the temperature of my morning toast. Most upsetting and clearly inaccurate. But I worry that we give such stories more credence by responding.
6: Look, Amelia, what is the current mood of the court? Have any more livery masters made public their support for me? And the guilds, do I have their
3: support? Indeed you do, Your Grace.
6: Well, that's something, I suppose. Two of them. Uh, two?
3: Mm. Two? Oh, please tell me they're the most prestigious ones. They're the, the Guild of Falconry. Perhaps, and the Livery of Armour? The Guild of Seamstresses and the Livery of the Boiler Repair. (sighs) But both are terribly enthusiastic. Their love for you knows no bounds.
6: Whatever love is.
3: I'm sure the rest of them will come around.
6: She's put them up to this, hasn't she? Trying to emasculate me through rumour.
3: I rather suspect the Duchess is behind this, yes.
6: And your plan may well prove to be the best way forward. Is, um, you-know-who here... Yet? Has there been any sign? Not yet, Your Grace. You will tell me the moment they arrive.
3: Yes, Your Grace.
6: I shall have Cardenas back, Amelia. At any cost.
3: Yes, Your Grace.
7: without going outside to take readings. That's right,
2: because it was an emergency landing occasioned by your unwarranted violence. What?
7: That little thump stopped the sensors from working. How? The sensors are working fine, Tegan.
2: That's how we know it's safe to go out. But unless we know exactly at what point we left the vortex...
7: It's impossible to get an accurate fix on our location. That's crazy. On a 747, if everything else failed, you could at least rely on dead reckoning.
2: One of the many ways in which such craft differ, Tegan.
7: So where are we? This
2: forest looks like
7: an earth forest. Well, I can't see any buildings or hear any traffic or planes. So when are we? The Middle Ages?
2: No, I don't think so. Doctor,
7: there's something rather odd here.
2: I wondered when one of you would notice it.
7: The
5: yellow line painted on the grass. Yeah, strange,
2: isn't it? Sprawling woods for miles and miles, and yet someone has gone to the trouble of painting a line right the way through it. It seems perfectly straight. I can't see a single bend. What do you think it means? I'm not sure. Painting a line that straight and true over uneven terrain like this would require something rather more sophisticated than you'd find in the Middle Ages.
7: They did build castles back then, you know.
2: Yes, Tegan, but
7: you see... I'd it, say it's an awful lot harder to build a great big castle than to splash a bit of paint on some grass. It's not the size, Tegan. It's the accuracy that's interesting. Tell that to the Romans. Anyway, maybe it's a theme park. Do theme parks need hovering platforms with large laser rifles built into them? Don't be ridiculous.
2: Hold oh, oh. me! Hello, I'm the Doctor. Hold in the name of the Duchess Miranda, and
7: surrender immediately. Or else what?
2: We surrender.
5: Tomic, there you are. What news?
4: Dead, your grace. The Duke won't sign the letter's patent. Who's your source? Your third lady of the bedchamber had lunch with the Duke's fourth equerry of foot.
5: Why is a lady of my bedchamber having lunch with one of the Duke's low-rent minions?
4: He's her husband.
5: Right. Well, I suppose I should get caught gossip from wherever I can.
4: The Duke was overheard saying that he would rather choke his own foot off than grant you the title of Grand Magravina of Locks in the county of Windlesham in the Duchy of Cardenas. Tomek! Every
5: Duchess of Cardenas for centuries has been granted that title on the first anniversary of their marriage.
4: Well, it's only a courtesy title, Your Grace. The population's just 200. Most of them are cattle.
5: That's beside the point. He's withholding the letter's patent to humiliate me. And if there is no legal way of addressing this, I will tell my father, who will underline the argument with a flotilla of battle scullers.
4: Forgive me, Your Grace. This is Tomek, report. I see.
5: What is it now?
4: The Household Guards have found two people attempting to breach the Great Dividing Line. I don't know why they trouble me with these things. A moment, Your Grace. Repeat it. They Dear Offworlders, are you sure?
5: Offworlders? Tomek, have the Hadron Barriers been breached?
4: Impossible, Your Grace. We are impregnable.
5: I suspect my husband's hand in this. Tomek... I want you to interrogate these strangers personally. And don't hesitate to have them executed if you suspect any malfeasance.
4: With pleasure your grace.
5: Captain.
2: Yes, sir. Understood.
7: This could be a theme park. I mean, the uniforms are pretty garish. You,
6: prattling woman, and you, boy with a badge, you will come with me.
7: Why just
2: us? You crossed the line. Oh, come on, Doctor. All I said was I thought the uniforms were garish. Uh, No, I mean literally. Crossed the line. You see, you're standing on that side of the line. Nissa and I are standing on this side. Uh, Listen, we're all members of the same party. Arresting half of us makes no sense. You're on the
6: Duke's side. Therefore, you are supporters of the Duke.
2: I've never met him. The
6: Duke's supporters are not my concern. However, fraternising with the Duke's supporters is my concern. It's treason. So these two will be taken to Her Grace's cells.
2: Look, this has all been a terrible misunderstanding. Ooh.
6: That was a warning shot. Put one foot over that line, and the next blast
2: will take off your head. This way, traitors. Doctor,
6: do something.
5: We can't let them be taken.
2: Better go with him, Chigan. We'll catch you up soon. We'll be all right, Doctor. Go on board the
6: other. Up the ladder through the edge
7: is it safe
2: <laughs> safer than refusal Tegan Patrick we'll find you don't do anything stupid good advice
3: what now doctor
2: I suggest we follow. At a discreet distance.
3: Halt!
5: Strangers! You have crossed the Great Dividing Line and are hereby arrested, in the name of his grace, the Duke of Cardenas.
2: Of course we are.
7: with travelling with the Doctor is its 20% excitement, 30% having a gun stuck in your face, and 50% being stuck in a dungeon. Only 50%? I could do a regression analysis if you like. This isn't funny, Adric. Do you enjoy it? Do I enjoy what? Travelling with the Doctor. No. Yes. It does have its compensations, I suppose.
2: Travelling with me, you mean?
7: Oh, yes, Adric. Travelling with you is a real highlight. Oh, good. For a moment there, I thought you'd lost your yo-yo. Mojo, Adric. The word is mojo. Why is everything painted blue? Is the colour scheme strictly relevant? It's just that everything is painted blue. If they like blue so much, maybe we could bribe them with the TARDIS.
4: It's as you colours of the Duchess Miranda. Are you loyal to the Duchess?
7: Would that be a good thing or a bad thing?
4: The Duchess is the true ruler of Cardenas, while the Duke is a gutless, gloved chicken of a man whom all right-thinking people despise.
7: We can't stand him either.
4: God save the Duchess! Commendable.
7: So, who are you exactly?
4: I'm Tomek, Chief Courtier to the Duchess. And you're the pair of strangers found plotting insurrection across the Great Dividing Line.
7: The line painted on the ground. If you don't want people to cross it, you should put up signs. Then you
4: really are of worlders Perhaps. Tell us more. When the Duchess realized the Duke's many shortcomings, the land was bifurcated, split apart by the Great Dividing Line, which runs right through the middle of the palace.
7: A separation that's been enforced by a painted line?
4: You really don't know any of this. Sorry, but we don't get many off-worlders on Caesar Prime. Are you possibly... Are we what? Are you agents of the Scorpion? Who's the Scorpion?
7: And, and do we have to whisper?
4: The Scorpion is an assassin, the most deadly of the seven systems. There are rumors that the Duke has contracted him to end his marriage in a manner that might be cheaper... Then divorce.
7: Well, I can assure you we have nothing to do with... Tegan, we need to take Tomek into our confidence. We are from the Grand Order of Alzarius, And as the Scorpion is contracted to deal with the Duchess, so are we contracted to deal with the Scorpion. Hedrick,
1: Really? My badge signifies our Grand Order. You've been listening to a Big Finish production.